Hello, my name is Graham Brown. This is Pitch Deck Asia. And excuse me whilst I check my Instagram because I'm looking at a photo of a pig. He doesn't show up here. A mini pig wearing a shark's outfit. And um, I haven't lost my mind. The reason I'm talking about this is, did you know that pet influencers are a thing? Because if you didn't, join us in this edition of Pitch Deck Asia to learn about the weird and wonderful world of startups, unearthing some of the nooks and crannies of humanity. And one of the first ones we're going to look at is one of the startups that's been on the Pitch Deck Asia show, the Wolf Agency, Pratana. What can you tell us about that? So the reason I'm just smiling right now because of their tagline, Bharat, if you can just put it on Yeah, let's have a look at it on the screen. Yeah, so if you see the tagline, it's influencer marketing that makes you grow. Oh. oh. And you know why? Because the influencers they're talking about they are, are they're pets. They're pets, so yeah. cute. Mini pigs. So um, the Wolf Agency, founded by Jane yeah. and Tay, and there's Jane's bundle of fun there. That's not Tay. That's a dog. So um, yeah, and it, that's a. That, I think that's a baby as well. So that I don't know what you call. What do you call those? The Tibetan. Something isn't I'm it? Really I'm not, not an sure. expert. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert. sorry guys, but it's cute. Whatever it is, um, and it's growing very fast, and it has a following itself on Instagram. And this is the point: is that Instagram now? Obviously, we all know about Instagram influencers selling their their fits and their flicks as they do. Yeah. But you know, one of the biggest growth areas is non-human Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there's a a um a dog on instagram which is a samoy which is a husky on it which is like the most followed um animal on instagram it's got you know i don't know 20 million followers wow so regardless of whether or not you know you agree with whether or not these should have accounts the point is is that a lot of people follow them and the comments they get on them on a daily basis they get hundreds and hundreds of comments people are interacting with it and um, there's a real sense of engagement there. So put it all together, like brands, mini pigs, Instagram, what does that mean? You've got a market where here's an opportunity to sell stuff. Yeah. And yet the problem is it's not professionalized. And that's where the Woof Agency come in. So they've seen a market mm-hmm. and they are helping brands connect with people who like mini pigs and other forms Four-legged animals, not just four-legged. They've got a duck in there as well, I believe. It's yeah. quite well. It's got a big following. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, I'm laughing because we've just spent the last half an hour looking at pictures of mini pigs. So it's a lot of good fun. And the reason why I think it's fun is that, you know, startups doesn't doesn't just have to be blockchain, does it? They have to be different, actually yeah. different too. And they should have like a love for the pets. Only then would they think of starting a business altogether. So I think Jane and Tay definitely has a lot of love for pets and that's why they started this. And in fact, interestingly, I'll tell you a story. Uh, So Airtel in India, they had an advertisement, I think Bharat knows the jingle also. Mm -hmm. So there was a pug following uh, a, a person everywhere, everywhere in the ad. And at the end, it is Airtel following you everywhere. So it's like just a symbolizing. And then the sale of pugs increased so much in India. And rather than calling it a pug, they used to say, oh, that's the Airtel dog. Mm. (laughs) Well, So that's the kind of influencer marketing for pets, right? 
using pets and then obviously you remember those ads that yeah. is another reason yeah and obviously pets are meaningful to people these days mm-hmm. there's emotional connection to them and they spend a lot of money on pets as well so not just obviously the you know the goods and the wares associated with pets but also the stuff that they can sell like you say airtel mm-hmm. i think um jane and tay talked about toyota yeah as an example it's one of the auto manufacturers in the, the pitch deck asia show as a tie-up between a dog maybe and toyota so it's an interesting we know we're, we're in uncharted territory here pratana this mm-hmm. is the the vanguard of you know brave new world where pets are commanding huge appearance fees and they have the ability to impact the fortunes mm-hmm. of brands yeah that's true so let's jump into the second one yep. which is really different and we especially just love the founder she is just full of energy and positivity Jumpa. Who is it? Anisa Hassan from Jumpa. Yes, which means in Malay, being fluent myself. To meet? Let's meet. Let's meet. Do we get a, oh. a nod on that from yeah. our resident Malay expert? Yeah, Jumpa, let's meet. Let's Jumpa. Yeah, so we talk a little bit about this because she is a really interesting character and she mm. is Anisa Hassan. She's like full of energy. Yeah. She's like a, a you know, like a pocket of energy. She's quite sort of like she's not the biggest person in the world but she projects this huge sort of personality mm. and um so here's the here's the problem if you like mm. that um in the 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 world of dating um you know let me let me back up a little bit muslim dating is not really a thing mm. right um a lot of it traditionally i suppose is done through traditional channels and yet you know these people want to date as much as anybody else right so how yeah. do you do it in a way which works within the sort of the, the parameters of what's acceptable hmm. and um you know like all the challenges like you get with dating normally like here um she does go in depth into just the issues you have with dating generally like fake profiles and fraud yeah right and because muslim dating has been in the shadows like hasn't been sort of mainstreamed hmm. it attracts more of this than anything else right yeah whereas if they bring it into the light and make it legit then um all that sort of like gets dealt with mm. because the only kind of people that are interested in it at the moment you know when it's in the shadows are the kind of nefarious characters attracted mm-hmm. to those kind of platforms so um what anisa has done because she spent her background is dating like arranged dating yeah, yeah. she's I mean, she done a lot of years of that yeah and uh i mean she knows the market really well mm-hmm. and so she's built building this platform and it's aimed at, i think initially at the southeast asian muslim mm. community which uh, when i'm plucking numbers out the air we're talking a few hundred million people yeah right i mean indonesia obviously people are going to throw out already that's like 250 mm-hmm. right um oh there there's the numbers i stand corrected 635 million in Southeast Asia. So that's a potential market and 267 mil- million Muslims. Okay, so she knows the market really well. And um I found this really interesting because a she's a female founder doing Muslim dating, which is great because mm-hmm. already you are somebody who's probably faced a lot of um pushback. Mm. 
right? Already off the bat. Being a female founder alone is not easy. Being a female founder, you know, representing the Muslim community, again, that's a challenge. And then doing it about dating, yeah. again, like, so you have to kind of understand the backstory a little bit about her mm. to understand how all this fits together. Interestingly, fun fact about Anissa, and correct me, Anissa, if I'm wrong, she is something like the seventh child in her family. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the sixth or the seventh or thirteenth or something. But she's got a lot mm -hmm. of older brothers and sisters. I just thought that was really interesting because you can imagine if you were like the seventh kid, yeah, like what that would be like. I couldn't imagine. Like you were just either the one that just kind of like everybody's baby, you know, or you're the one that just allowed to do whatever you like. Yeah, because they've successfully grown up six. So whatever happens to this one, it's fine. And then it can be the other way around all exactly. together, right? They the first six have succeeded, and what are you doing with your yeah. life? <laughs> Makes an interesting backstory. Yeah, she does an awesome pitch. Yeah, in fact, I think the great part uh, is how she has identified after. So she has like around fifteen plus years of experience in offline dating business. Mm. So she has had a business, she still has that business, and now she understands the importance of taking it online. Mm. So she has identified that problem also because she can't be there everywhere, right? But then at least she can take away after listening to so many offline conversations that, okay, why people don't go online? She can take that away and put it uh, in her application, which is a Joompa, mm. and just make the give the same kind of an experience for everyone yeah yeah she knows that market very well mm -hmm. i think one of the reasons why it's great for us to profile anisa is because the cards are stacked against her mm. and i really you know like to succeed she has to have a relentless positivity yeah because it's going to be a challenge for her to raise funds for all the reasons that we we mm. talked about because like it's going to be hard for people to invest in that market if they're from outside the Muslim community. And yet within the Muslim community, she's going to face challenges because she's a woman doing it, right? So she's going to face a lot of resistance. Mm. But she is relentlessly positive. And so she's if anyone's an, going to do it. She's an amazing storyteller as yeah. well. So all her story, how she uh, puts it together and packages it for the listeners, yeah. that's really amazing. So we would... Put the show link down in the description if you want to check that out. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a good example mm. of, um, you know, just how to pitch something which isn't necessarily, you know, flavor of the month. Yeah. You know, and just kind of learn from that. Mm -hmm. You know, she does a great job of it. And, you know, let's see how she gets on. You know, we wish her all the best. But every time I meet her, she's always positive, yeah. even though like being a startup founder is like having a boot stamped on your face like day in, day out. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's been punched in the face. So she's going through it as well. But check it out. I mean, in terms of like what it's like to be a startup founder, her story is it. Mm -hmm. So now we have our third startup who is very unique. Uh, so it is Reset. The founder, one of the founders is Xiaoyin. Xiaoyin Shen. Yeah, Xiaoyin Shen. Yeah. And so Ram, do you want to talk a bit about it? Yeah, so Xiaoyin Shen, apologies for the pronunciation, but she comes from the world of professional services. So she was a lawyer, mm -hmm. a qualified lawyer. And I'm always interested in like why a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant who spent their whole life training 
for a career with family expectations, family money, et cetera, et cetera, would then decide to start a startup? Because there's always a story in itself there, right? Yeah. You have to really believe in something. Hmm. So that's always interesting, that backstory in itself. On top of that, she is now um, not talking necessarily about law, but about wellness mm. and about relationships. And a Reset really is a sort of a start. I get the feeling that for her, it's a starting of a journey. And there, you know, she's interested in a wide range of different things about Reset and wellness and, you know, like relationships. And they're developing an app, Loveberry, within that. I don't know where they are in the 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 timeline for that because it's been a, a few months since she was on the show um but she's definitely identified a problem which is i think initially where that came from mm -hmm. was that she noticed it started with divorce yeah right not her but she knew as a, as a lawyer seeing relationships break down in um these sort of like acrimonious situations that could mm -hmm. be avoided with better management and often it's the case where you have two you know, husband and wife breaking up and lawyers setting against each other. Yeah. And that can get really, really bad. That mm -hmm. can degrade that situation quite fast. Even if those people sat together, it could probably work out. If they had somebody who can kind of walk them through the steps. She's not dealing with divorce, but what she learned in that process was that if you just apply some kind of like buffers and process into that, then actually you can make that a lot better for everybody. Mm. And that's the challenge, like any kind of relationships. It's yeah. like we think that kind of we can work it out. Yeah. But often, mm, you know, yeah. they don't. But if you just have some kind of like management in that process, it might work better. Yeah, exactly. In today's kind of fast moving world when now both uh, husband and wife are also working and they are not really communicating. So that is, I think, where the Loveberry app also comes in. Where maybe, you know, the wife can put in that, okay, you haven't taken me out on a date or something. The husband, uh, the app suggests. For how many days? <laughs> 700 days? Blimey. And, you know, the app actually gives suggestion to the man. So, yeah. both, uh, so the, the husband and wife, they both have to be there on the mm. app to do that. And the wife can usually tell the husband, okay, come be on the app. Yeah. So it's just a way of making. Well, yeah, it can go the other way as well. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Really cool world. Yes, it is. <laughs> so they have, I think they have started with Reset at Work. Yeah. Which is more about uh, curated corporate well-being programs. And then they have the Loveberry app, which is more for the romantic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's good interesting walkthrough of startups and potential mm -hmm. startup ideas today yeah and covering very different applications mm -hmm. and it i suppose in a way it's a good example of what's possible you know you don't just have to do the the deep tech stuff you can do stuff that is meaningful to you right and day-to-day -day life and i think um just to see how they're they're building it and developing it you know i think is a good I suppose inspiration for people, if you're thinking about building a startup, is that you, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You know, sometimes being different, which is where we started today, is a mm -hmm. great way to stand out. And standing out in itself is a great marketing strategy. So hopefully that was useful to you. And hopefully you enjoyed some of those startups. It was definitely yeah. made us go awe, I think, at the top of the show. My name is Graham Brown, joined by... Pratna Sibyl. Yeah. 
If you enjoyed this show, you want to go and find out more about the startups on this show, go and check out Pitch Deck Asia. You want to be on the show, there is a button there to submit and get on the show. And if you're following us on YouTube, then please subscribe to the channel. There'll be more content coming your way. And if you enjoyed this particular episode, then please like it because it will help propagate it out to the rest of the world. See you for the next edition of Pitch Deck Asia. Hi, Graham Brown from Pitch Deck Asia. Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Pitch Media Asia. Pitch Deck Asia is all about giving startup founders a voice. We are a show to help startup founders share their journey. So if you enjoy these stories, then why not subscribe to our YouTube channel? There's the subscribe button over there. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on the journey. Leave a comment. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode.